Hey, buddy. What's happening? We're back. We're back. Another episode of the Rad Years. And it's early morning. I feel like I have to butt chug a monster to get going. That's gross. Well, you know, sometimes that's the fastest way to do it, Squeezer. I don't want to hear it. It's what the kids do. Is that the what they're going to be talking about? What they did in the Rad Years 20 years from now? Right. They're going to talk about butt chugging monsters. I wonder if monster will ever be like a fad thing. Uh, we'll probably look back on it as something that was really like uh, unhealthy uh, asbestos. Yeah, right. Um, you know, it served a purpose. You know, it serves a major purpose. I needed to survive. Uh, I'm drinking the Monster Hydro, which oh, is so their... it's extra hydrating. Uh, sure, it's their ga- kind of Gatorade. It's the zero sugar. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's got a reference to Waterworld in the back. Oh, that's well worth it then. Yeah, well. So these people know exactly what they're doing. They know their market. Yeah. Um, they got the kids. The kids are hooked. They got to get my generation to stay on it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what better way to do that than Kevin Costner? I, I feel like you're. I, I feel like you're condescending, but you're absolutely I'm, correct. No, I'm not. If you gave me like a Postman uh, energy drink. Yeah, I'm all in. The Postman energy drink. Yes. Okay, I get that. Is there any marketing done on that movie, or are they kind of... I just remember it being a complete and utter disaster. And I kind of like it. It's got Tom Petty. Uh, Tom Petty. Postman, probably not. Waterworld, yes. There was Waterworld, yes. It's almost like they learned their lesson from Waterworld. Mm-hmm. I apologize. I'm I'm very do do I sound like I feel? Uh, I don't know. Tell us about it. I, I I sound like I live in the northeast, and it's just someone made like a uh, there's a tree growing in my head. My eyes are burning. I can't. Uh, I'm nasally. No, you sound fine. Just it. Really? Really? Oh, mm. I I. Mm. I, mean, I got to get one of those carpenter bees that's burrowing into my uh, my house. And just have it like go into my sinuses and just kind of clean it out for me. Yeah, yeah. like I some think, of that new age medicine. I think you could get rid of those with mothballs. I read. Uh, cotton balls cotton with ball. uh, nail polish remover. You no, put it in your, and, yeah. and then and then you burn I'm, them out. I'm sure I just upset someone that loves bees. They're important. I mean, but you know what else is important? Honeybees. Yes. My window sills. Carpenter bees are not important. They're just big fat jerks. Yeah, they are big fat jerks. We need honeybees. Yeah. Uh, they're adorable. The kids in fucking Honey, I Shrunk the Kids didn't ride carpenter bees. Um, that's exactly true. Because they're two big jerks. They would have been running into everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would have. Well, they, they would have gotten a house right away because it would have just flown out of the house and started, you know, burning Bang, a hole. Banging against the, the wall. Yeah. Uh, so I saw uh, Deadpool last night. How was it? it this is. It was the best X-Men movie I've ever seen. 
It is. It's better than the first, in my opinion. Like wow. I said, it's really good. Really good. It's it's a movie that as a kid, as a kid, I don't, I didn't think I would ever see, but I'm glad I did. It's really cool. As someone who, uh, a big cable fan who never thought they would get what they wanted, would I? Will I be pleased? Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, I, I was also a big cable fan. Uh, I loved it, they. He was really popular so much. I mean, Deadpool was not popular at all in the 90s, like 93. No. Um, uh, but Cable, yes, very much. He had oh, about. Oh, yeah, roided out giant gun. It's the Mark McGuire effect. We all. He had about. We love seeing giant guys hitting home runs, and that's basically what Cable was. Right. He had about 17 different iterations of his action figure, I think, behind Wolverine as the most. I had all of them. And. Uh yeah, he was really cool, and so there's just a lot of good, good dialogue. It's a really sweet movie, touching too. Um, yeah. So it was um, Deadpool. We'll 2. leave it at that. I want to ask you so much about it, but I no, we don't want to spoil it for people. You want to spoil it even for myself? I'll probably go. I like like Sunday nights because no one's around. Well, it was really good, um, and I am almost Enchantress, and I. Uh, Almost finished. We couldn't. We were just, we were just too tired last night. Clearly, uh, Cobra Kai. We are halfway through episode nine of ten. It is so fucking awesome. If you haven't given yourself the luxury of watching Cobra Kai, I'm talking to the audience. I know Squeezer, you've got too much shit to never watch. Uh, the first two episodes are free on YouTube. That's how they hook you. Then you could sign up for a free month of their premium YouTube Red or whatever the fuck they're going to call it now and watch the rest of the 10 and then just cancel <laughs> and then when next season comes out use a friend's credit card and do the same thing again because I, re- I really think they got to change the youtube red thing they are it's changing the youtube premium uh it's still too wordy yeah and it's the cost is going up and there's some sort of uh, music that's ads. a problem you gotta you need that cat like well it's too late i mean netflix got it you know it, it that's it's the Kleenex of the brand. Oh, we'll watch Netflix, even though you're watching like Amazon Prime or some shit like that. But yeah, uh, YouTube I Red, I don't do that. We we check Hulu. We we treat them like channels. Well, yeah, I watch but, a lot of. I see. I don't think that's true because I watch a lot of YouTube. So is it is it's standard YouTube. Yeah. Um. There's but tons of good shows on. But when people are casually conversing. Uh, you know, they don't, you don't say, oh, let's watch something streaming tonight. It's like, oh no, we'll just watch Netflix. Well, we'll just say, we'll watch something. And then like, oh, you want to check Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. <coughs> no one says Amazon Prime. you like, Amazon, YouTube. Yeah. Um, but this is, yeah, they get their one hit and then they start changing and upping the price and, you know. This is how we get our a la carte. TV. Yes, exactly. This is it. It wasn't. Everyone thought, oh well, all the stations that are on cable will eventually just go about their own way, and the cable companies will just change. No, there's people came in from the outside and said, watch this, and Co- now you don't have a choice. <laughs> Cobra Kai. You have to give people internet because otherwise you're not going to make money. Cobra Kai is amazing, though. I fucking hits you in all the right feels. It hits all the right notes. It has the right amount of nostalgia and love for the original show. Um, a, a, right, a good amount of bad acting from Ralph Macchio. 
looks sweet. And he still looks the same way he did in like 1984. So does Johnny Lawrence. Nice. Uh, really good movie or show. Um, and it, it's already got a second season coming. So uh, do yourself a favor and check out Cobra Kai if you are a fan of karate, the original Karate Kid movie. Even the second and I believe they referenced the third one in it. Is that the one with the birds <coughs> in the roof? Yeah, the, the one um, where uh, Daniel's running his bonsai store, Miyagi's bonsai store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, what's-his-name's is still there. Uh, the, the dojo master, Keese, from Cobra Kai, comes back to haunt them. In... Uh, you, in uh, Karate Kid 3. I couldn't tell you the last time I saw Karate Kid 3. Yeah, it was, it was probably it was, on like PIX 11 or something like that. It wasn't a good one. Yeah, WPIX 11, Shocktober. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Uh, this week we're talking um, not just summer blockbusters, but junk food tie-ins that went with summer blockbusters. And you know what I, th- I found rang true, Squeezer? Yes. The shittier the movie, the better the tie-in. Uh, hang on. Let me go through here. Um, yeah. Yeah, I could, uh, def, well, I, there are a few things on my list that. I have, uh, I, no, I have good movies on my list. I'm not saying that, but. I, I have an asterisk too. I only have four movies and I had to go with one video game. There were some. I couldn't resist. There were some ones I wanted to pick from shitty movies, but I couldn't really talk about the movies. So I had to, I had to continue on, move on, but. Uh, um. Does it have to be a summer blockbuster, or could it have supposed to have been a summer blockbuster, but then wasn't? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Whew. Okay. Uh, so, let, you ready to get started? Uh, yeah. Oh, one one quick thing. Do you know, I, I was, there was one, uh, do you know the first movie tie-in ever? Uh, was it Star Trek? Uh, nope. Okay. You gotta go back a little sooner. What was it? Little Caesars. Little Caesars. What did they do yeah. it? Uh, Little Caesars, uh, Little Caesar. Uh, really? Wow, I really shoehorned that one in. No, no. I probably shouldn't set up my own joke and then, <laughs> uh, just kind of that that fell lay out flat. the landing. That uh, that was like Sully on the fucking river. Right, I know you have yeah, belly flop. I didn't even take off. <laughs> it's like it's like if Sully put the bird in the engine, then. Started taxiing to the tarmac. I'm wow. still, I'm still not 100. percent I know you blew a joke, but I don't really get it yet. Well, Little Caesar was a movie, and then Little Caesars was a pizza. But they weren't related. Not what? No, because Little Caesar came out in 1931, and then Little Caesars was uh, founded in 1959. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do think about like when I watch Tombstone all the time. All I think of is Tombstone <laughs> pizza. Then again, most of the time I just think about pizza. So, <laughs> fair enough. Okay, I think we could start now. And without further ado, I'm just gonna play your clip before you uh, get another joke in. Major hazard. You left the base without authorization. Proceeded to Burger King and ordered a 
Rodeo Burger? I served this command for over... Answer the question! Did you order the Rodeo Burger? You're darn right I did. It was flame-broiled and delicious. Burger King salutes small soldiers with a tasty new Rodeo Burger. Cheese, onion rings, bullseye barbecue sauce. Right now, part of the 99-cent Great Taste Menu. That Rodeo Burger, it was pretty tasty, huh? You can't handle the Rodeo Burger. If you ask us, it just tastes better. Wow. You take one of, in my opinion, one of my favorite movies and... I would say one of the great films of all time and then parody it with, well, let's say one of the other great things of all time, the so, Rodeo Burger. I'm not talking small soldiers, the Rodeo Burger. Well, the, I mean, that was a, a, a few good men line in there at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I I love, I watched that, that's in my top 10 most watched movies of all time. That was like one of my go-to, I'm bored, I'm going to watch A Few Good Men. I don't know why. Maybe it's just I like Kevin Pollack. But um, if there's one thing I like more than Kevin Pollack, with all due respect, it's a Burger King rodeo burger. Were you a fan? No, I, I know they still have it, right? To well, crickets. <laughs> they did, they, it went away for a while. Right, it did, but it's, it's still there because we just discussed it. I know Enchantress has had it and she says she enjoys it. But I've never. It's good. It's not the. I. I don't know. I think something changed. It seems a little more. Um. It's not so much. Well, you know how food looks when they initially like when they make the commercials. You know how that works. Sure. Everyone knows it's like you know, caulk and glue instead of mayonnaise and stuff. Yeah. Right. But I, I feel like when these first came out in '98, like they were like a work of art. Like there was, it felt more like a big, beefier, almost quarter poundery kind of sandwich. Okay, but it, no, now it, it feels much smaller, cheaper. <clears throat> uh, maybe because it just seemed bigger in your hands. I don't know. Yeah, it might be. I am a little bigger now. Uh huh. Ninety-eight. No, believe it or not, I wasn't <laughs> exactly the healthiest boy in high school. Um, I was a ladies' man. Uh, it, they just gravitated towards me because I generated gravity yeah I wasn't, um, I wasn't either so so uh small soldiers was supposed to be a smash hit uh of the summer and it did all right i mean it may only made here's a problem it made 70 million dollars on a 40 million dollar budget when you look at it and this should have been a massive you know jurassic park style you know success uh, it's a Joe Dante film mm -hmm. of, you know, Gremlins fame. But I I, I think word of mouth spread uh, fairly quickly that it wasn't uh, it wasn't what people thought it was. Well, the soldiers are the bad guys. Right. You know, the exactly. Gorgons, the weird little uh, master of the universe reject figurines <clears throat> um, are the good guys, and then you know if you've seen the movie, uh, Alan sends them off in a boat to find their land in Yosemite Park, which pretty much that's a dick move because they're just going to get eaten by bears. And if we've learned anything from the show, it's that well, bears are assholes, and they're going to eat your little <laughs> Gorgon figures. So if you're saying that if the small soldiers would have been the hero, and the Gorgons would have been the bad guys, this might have sold better. Well, <clears throat> I mean that that's that's pretty. Um, that's like a pretty obvious move. Like, oh, we make the monsters the bad guys and the soldiers the good guys. And, you know, I think 
being a kid's movie, yeah, it's nice, plain, and, and it's simple, you know, black and white. Instead, they kind of flip the script and try to make it, uh, how do you say, a little, a little deeper. But I don't, I don't think that's what it was marketed as at first. And also, it got a PG thirteen rating for violence, which really hurt oh, it. Oh yeah, that's not. They even had to put warnings on the on the action figures. Right. Uh, and it just it lost a lot of traction, I think, with that. Um, and then Burger King. So usually that you start going in like a couple weeks before a movie launches to kind of push the movie and your product, you know, side by side and like build hype for it. They didn't start this campaign until four days before the movie's release. Okay, that doesn't help. No. And so they were thinking, I, I guess, using the hype, the hype of the movie you know, they thought like it would grow legs and take off and that they wouldn't have to hype the movie. They would let the movie hype their product. And it didn't. It didn't. Uh, it, the, it had a good weekend, I guess. And then from there, it started to taper off. But they dumped twenty five million dollars into a, a six week campaign. Hmm. So. They were promoting small soldiers in theaters a month and a half after it was already out. And at right. that point, it was uh, it made what it was going to make. And then the rodeo burger was kind of just there. And I mean, it was eventually they discontinued it, which broke my heart because I love that thing. Uh, so let me explain the rodeo burger. I don't know if I've done it justice. It is a one point seven ounce meat patty. If yeah. you, I don't know how much of that one point seven ounces is meat, but still um, bread, barbecue sauce, onions, Onion ring, uh, onion rings, and cheese. It was a, technically it was a cheeseburger, <clears throat> and it was a, a bullseye barbecue sauce. It was pretty good, uh, and then they discontinued it, except for a few like locations and regions, which, uh, for the sake, SR call them Awesomeville, USA, that you could still get a rodeo burger through the early two thousands. Uh, in two thousand seven, they switched the barbecue sauce to Sweet Baby Ray's. Um, <gasps> yeah. Sweet Baby Ray's is all right. I'm I'm okay with it. It's on on a budget. I'll go Sweet Baby Ray's. And then it was in 2013 where they brought the Rodeo Burger back nationally, but they brought it back on the dollar menu. So I'm guessing maybe that's why they. I don't. I wish I had like numbers what it was back in the day. If it was the same, I'd be surprised. I feel like it was a bigger burger. It's a bigger um, burger now. It's called a Rodeo King, or you could get a Rodeo Crispy Chicken Sandwich. Looks like there's mayonnaise involved too. Oh, there's a rodeo king. Yeah, I couldn't tell you last time. I don't see. I don't look at that big, fancy, expensive menu. I go right to the dollar menu. Uh, I'm looking. I'm just yeah. looking at the website. It says it's uh, it's uh, there's bacon involved. There wasn't oh, bacon. Okay. There's... See now now they're, they're now they're starting to <coughs> onion rings. Shit. That's not a rodeo burger. Creamy mayonnaise tangy barbecue sauce there's no brand it's just a rodeo looks like a rodeo style mm. um but and there's no cheese though yeah there's cheese get, yeah you have to ask for cheese no this says american cheese well it might be your big fancy one uh i'm not there's no dollar menu version so i think this is all you got buddy hmm <clears throat> you gotta get the king if you want it at all if you just ask for it they'll give it to you though Oh, they'll make that's, 
you just go, hey, I want a rodeo burger with cheese. And then they usually, and then it's a buck fifty instead of a dollar, because you get the meat, bread, barbecue sauce, and onion rings as a dollar. A slice of cheese costs fifty cents. But seriously though, it's efficient because if you're trying to reach your goals for today, for two dollars, you can get. I mean, for one dollar, you can get forty-two percent of your daily sodium intake. So, for two dollars, you get two of them, and you're almost there. You're <laughs> You know, it's all about goals. It's got to be, got to set some goals in life. Yeah, um, but, um, did you remember Small Soldiers? Of course I did. Did you see? Did you see it in theaters, or <clears> was it? Like, I, uh, I, I, of course I did it. Oh, okay. Uh, but I remember the Rodeo Burger, and I remember this promotion very well, quite well. Yeah, they were they were delicious together. <laughs> All right. I remember. <laughs> I remember being. I remember being let down with. Uh, being let down, small soldiers, but that, that, not let down. No, but, with the rodeo burger, still in my, my top five go-to delicious sandwiches um, provided by the king. You, all right. Speaking of being let down, that's a good segue into my first pick. Oh, boy, boy, I love you. Almost got us killed. Are you brainless? I speak. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Now get out of here. No, no, Mr. Stay. Mr. Kojata Binks. Mr. Your humble servant. That won't be necessary. Oh, but it is. It is demanded by the gods, it is. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, let's just... People stop listening. <laughs> so I'm going to just end the show now. Okay, for a generally good movie, I like episode one. There's a lot of of uh, dialogue and, and not so much action and, and a lot of exposition, and that's what I like in a movie. I, Do you like Senate hearings? Yeah, it's hard to follow sometimes, it's, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's, it's really uh, proud of itself, but I do generally like it. It's my probably favorite out of the three. Uh, the second one is just fucking awful. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's more... The build-up to the lightsaber fight at the end was more satisfying. Yeah. And also because it was fresh. It was the first time we'd seen something like that in a long time. Right. And then the music score to go with it, the arrival of Darth Maul, who was probably the most fucked over character in the history of Star Wars. I mean, everyone, everyone yeah, I, was I get so it. excited. They brought him back Darth for that animation. And, and, and no. Okay. All right. Slow down. All right. Sorry. Slow down. Sorry. Slow down. Okay. So Darth Maul, yes, he was popular. And I was working at KB Toy Store at the time when this movie came out. We got cases of stuff, cellophane in the back. Do not open until... Uh, April whatever at midnight or, or so you could we could not touch this stuff and it was so cool we we thought we were going to put this stuff on the shelves and it was going to just blow away we thought we were going to be ransacked i remember staying like the night uh we set it up and and being so uh excited about it and we we set it all up the night we were allowed to for the next day and we put that little like com reader out it was like a display unit <clears throat> so you mm-hmm. could take the figures yeah. up and scan the chip and hear hear the voice and stuff and we're like ah there's only a certain amount of darth malls per case we're like oh these are gonna fly off the shelf and they kind of did but not really none of the characters really flew off you could find those episode one figures for like 24 a dollar at most you know, toy shows mm-hmm. and <clears throat> there was tons of other shit like I don't know, KB was famous for, at the front aisles when you paid, having like racks and racks of candy, those juice bar bubble gums, push pops, 
whistle pops, everything you can imagine. Uh, and, and the Jar Jar Binks tongue pop was no different. So it looked like a push pop in the bottom, and it had a Jar Jar Binks head at the top. And when you push up on the cylinder, the mouth would open and a giant, disgusting-looking tongue lollipop <laughs> would come out. Uh, we sold these next to these blow pops that were about the size of a child's fist. And um, the blow pops we could sell, we could push those we wanted to. No one wanted these fucking uh, Jar Jar Binks pops. And eventually, they, uh, KB is known for liquidation. And, mm-hmm. mar- and marking things down, we get we get uh, uh, <clears throat> in the mail these um, stacks of, of stickers for for items with red lines going through it. You know the markdown stickers that actually came, and it would be like, all right, the skew and this this item, and you mark it down. I I remember we had to mark those fucking things down till they were about twenty five cents, and I would start buying them because there was candy at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I remember eating these things and just feeling like sucking on Jar Jar Binks' Being tongue. a creep. Yeah, it's it really, the weirdest. Really weird, really weird. Uh, do yourself a favor and look this fucking thing up <laughs> because it is ridiculous. And we did have, it did exist. We did sell it at KB Toy Store. There was so much Star Wars Episode One stuff that we thought, I guess they just thought it was going was gonna to be huge. And it wasn't at all because... There was so much hype around the re-release movies, mm-hmm. and they put out all that 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 stuff that really sold, like all all the re-released action figures, and it sold. It went well. Uh, they put out the dolls, everything. Everyone wanted everything, and then then episode one came around and changed it all. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, that was my first pick: the Jar Jar Binks tongue pop tie into Star Wars Episode One. Pretty big movie, pretty big summer blockbuster. Oh, yeah. But, uh... Well, while we're on the theme of being let down, this is a fun show. Um, so, yeah, let's just stay on track there. Uh, more uh, more candy uh, and movies to let you down. We know where he came from. We know how big he is. This situation has become more complicated. But our problems just multiply. He's pregnant. What is this, virgin lizard? You've got to find that nest before it's too late. Otherwise, up to a dozen are going to be born. Think of it. Godzilla. Doesn't he need a mate? Not if he reproduces asexually. Where's the fun in that? PG-13. Where is the fun in that? (laughs) Oh, wait, was that Led Zeppelin in the background? No, that was P. Diddy's uh, cover sampling of Led Zeppelin, Cashmere. That fucking Jimmy Page was involved in, too. So, Godzilla 98. Um, I'm sure we all remember this. Uh, Yeah, Uh, it was... The hype around this movie was fucking huge. They launched a trailer before with the like independent when he crushed the the T Rex uh, skeleton. Yeah, and that that teaser trailer and people were like, oh my god! And then and then they and then the movie came out, and it wasn't even it wasn't a monster movie. It was 
it was Jurassic Park 3 before there was a Jurassic Park 3, really. Um, I just remember the hype. The movie was kind of shit, but the hype was huge. They had a big soundtrack. Green Day was on it. The Puff Daddy (laughs) remake of Led Zeppelin was on it. There was a lot on it. It had tons of fucking marketing. Tons of tie-ins. Everything was tied into Godzilla. Tons of action figure stuff. Action figure. Had a cartoon. Yeah. Had a uh, had one of those like box and boppers of Godzilla. I remember that being a huge yeah. item. Did you have Did you have a lot of Godzilla merchandise in there? Mm, at KB, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Godzilla was huge. Yeah. It seems like that would have been perfect for them. Uh, wow, a lot of stuff coming out of '98 that was uh, not so much a hit. And that was that was part of the fear of Small Soldiers. I think why they were trying to wait until. Uh, uh, four days before the movie released. I, I don't know what their thinking was. Um, it might have been, I think it was the hype around Godzilla. It's like everyone got a bad taste in their mouth because there were o- over 300 companies signed on to license products um, with the Godzilla movie. But they also signed like uh, the equivalent of like a non-disclosure like leading up to the release of the film that you couldn't show like full body Godzilla. Right. They wanted to They're save really that keeping that under wraps. For the movie. But then when it came out, like it wasn't even important because it was all about uh, Ferris Bueller and Leon running around, you know, trying to, you know, kill giant eggs. It was it was a strange film, right? Um, and um, I think that that these movies, I think what happens is they realize what a piece of shit they have. So their 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 goal is to license the fuck out of it to try and make some cash back, make their money back that yeah, way. Yeah, um, and they do. It's they... funny. I read a I read a bunch of articles and stuff on it. I mean, the way they what used to be a blockbuster movie in the '90s would be even huge, bigger now. Like if Godzilla came out now and made the money that it made, they'd consider it a hit. Yeah, because now there, there's so much more competition. You're not expecting nearly as much. Back then, it's like this is all you had, and well, so since this is all you had, and it didn't make that money, that's the letdown. Yeah, and uh, superheroes is there's there was no Marvel back then. There was Batman and Robin, and that was kind of the dud of that is the the nail in the coffin of superhero movies for a while. Yeah, outside uh, of out of sight of Blade. But yeah, that. Uh, at the time, this movie this movie was so big. It was the biggest, I think, release of that year. Everyone mm-hmm. was talking about Godzilla. Everyone wanted to see the monster, and everyone was really into it. A kaiju was a thing again, and uh, mm-hmm. but then but then they didn't like give you the traditional monster movie, which is what they were going for. I think they they wanted to get away from. They didn't just want to make a monster movie, but people wanted to see a monster movie. You know, that's the the beauty of Godzilla. They kind of took it down to the street level, and, and uh, well, this this isn't a critique of Godzilla. I don't have to do that. Everyone else did. Um, but what they tied it into, uh, you know, there was like, millions of different products and junk and stuff. But uh, candy wise, it's not so much the candy itself. I'm talking the Tartan Tinies. Remember Tartan Tinies? Mm-hmm. Um, the packaging for them. And it was anything that you could slap Godzilla on. So in this case, you got basically a tiny little plastic tube, like a, a vial, uh, and then a Godzilla head or a Godzilla head on top, 
or uh, they had two. There's a Godzilla head and a Velociraptor. Sorry, uh, a baby Godzilla, not a Velociraptor, um, on these tubes. And then you could walk around and play with your Godzilla head and then also have Tartan Tinies to go with you. It was delicious. Um, these eventually got discontinued. In the, I didn't know that. They stopped making these in like the early 2000s. Tartan Tinies? So I guess... Um, yeah, the Tartan Tinies. So I guess they were originally like a, a Wonka brand. Right. Uh, and then they sold them to Nestle. And then well, what Nest- happened? Nestle Since Nestle owns- had it, it was like redundant. Um, like having multiple different uh, like flavor profiles, I guess, or whatever. I don't know how you know this manufacturing process works. But rather than do the tart, the Willy Wonka way of doing it, they're just going to take like the, their sweet tarts and just kind of remake them a little bit different shape with a shell on it and call them tart and tiny. So they changed it, and then they kind of fell to the wayside because that people didn't want them nearly as much. Um, hmm. But they're back though. Uh, Leaf brand uh, got the rights to it, and they're re-releasing them. So if you want Tartan Tinies, you can get Tartan Tinies, but like the original formula. Mm. Um, and these, was also and these were candy also, coated ones, right? The Godzilla yeah, ones? these were candy coated at this time, which the <laughs> that's what Nestle started doing. Um, and what's funny that if you look at like the packaging of them, um, again you'll see it's just a little plastic like tiny pog tube with these beads in it that it kind of looks like the, the pellets that you would get for like a 3d printer, uh, probably just as nutritious, <laughs> but, uh, what they ended up doing was, so if you look at the tube and the, the bottom of it just has a plug on it. So what they ended up doing was remove that plug, put a little base on with a dispenser, and then they would use the exact same thing, uh, for the Godzilla gumballs. And mm-hmm. it was a Godzilla gumball dispenser. So they, they, it's almost like they just came up with a a uh, a device, uh, a gimmicky uh, candy holder, and then just found candy companies to to sell their wares in it, and that that was the beauty of Godzilla, just trying to get it out there. It's good for something, and it was good for 1998's marketing. Tons of shit. <clears throat> All right. Well, this next one isn't a dud, Squeezer. So there's nothing to di- be disappointed in this. Milk next duds? Uh, no. Oh. This summer, coming to a supermarket near you, there's going to be a great new high sea flavor with an outrageous food taste. And what are we going to call it? Ecto Cooler. High C Ecto Cooler. Slimer's new fruit drink. You've been warned. Oh boy. Love Ecto Cooler. And I know oh, it's the fucking best. I know we've talked about it on the show before, but uh, it's just, it was it's a tie-in and uh, it's nothing better. This is the yeah. pinnacle of tie-ins. And of yes. course it was more for the animated series in 87 than the movie, but mm-hmm. it uh, it lasted throughout uh, the second movie release, so I'm going to count it. Um, oh, absolutely. A lot of people when I was in uh, grade school, Catholic school, would be like, that's just orange high C with green food coloring. It was not. There was a different flavor profile. There was a tangerine. It was actually a different drink. It was um, 
with High C would call Citrus Cooler that they sold since 1965. They just decided to rebrand it and stop selling Citrus Cooler uh, and call it Ecto Cooler uh, and starting in 1987. And this movie, uh, uh, this this. Tie-in lasted way past the Ghostbusters. It it lasted until 1997 and was discontinued in 2001, uh, which it was called Shoutin' Orange Tangerine. <laughs> I don't get what's the put. Just let it go. Like, did it, is it something where they have to continually pay for the rights uh, to, to keep it going? I don't know. I don't know. They. I guess I. I really don't know. Uh, it was. Um, I know that if, like, in 2004 or 2000, I think 2000, it, might, it must have been 2001, I was still in uh, college. I bought some of that Shout and Tangerine, mm-hmm. and as Urban Myth said, it would still get rung up as Ecto Cooler and then show up on your receipt, oh, and it cool. rang true, true. It was it was at Weiss, it still rang up Ecto Cooler. That's awesome. Uh, that bring a smile to my face. Looking I know that was seat. a little something, a little something, a throwback. Oh, I'm buying Ecto Cooler. See, fuck you. You try and rebrand it. It's still Ecto Cooler. I, I think it's what I don't get it. Like if I, I think I understand, you know, with the whole relaunch thing and stuff like that. But if they just kept it going, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it. I don't know. I'm not a businessman, but I don't see it hurting their bottom line. I, I see it as. It stands alone. Like, you don't have to have a Ghostbuster thing to tie it into. Ghostbuster doesn't have to be front and center popular all the time oh, for people to be loyal to Ecto Cooler. Hey, Schmuffin. Schmuffin's here. Hi, Schmuffin. It's, it's not like... I don't I don't think it's much a, a fad as... So, remember Szechuan sauce? <laughs> like no. Everyone wanted it back. Everyone got it. And then no they one wanted brought it. it back the second time. Now it's good, and now no one cares anymore. Yeah, no one wanted it. Yeah. Everyone went back to their sweet and sour and barbecue sauces. Yes. Uh, um, okay, so moving on. In April of 2016, almost two years ago now, they brought it back. No, no, no. It can't have been that long ago. It was two years ago, Squeezer. Oh, they, uh, Coca-Cola announced that the Ecto Cooler would be returning starting May 30th, which uh, it was impossible to get. I finally found it at ShopRite in July in the juice box form. I never saw it in the can form. And it was the same formula, and um, everything was the same in it. And, I, and it tasted the same and had that green glow that it, you knew and loved. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard to find. I actually still have some. I, I'm sending it out to a fan. I said it's, it's expired, but it's still drinkable if you, if you want some. <laughs> it's, it's probably, I don't see how it can go bad. It's not food. Yeah. <laughs> And then in October, uh, the Ecto Cooler Facebook page said that they're discontinuing it once again. So, uh, it was it, uh, fans were pissed because it was kind of hard to find in its run. Mm-hmm. But I know that I saw it in a bunch of uh, Dollar Generals after, like in in December after the they announced it was gone. So, and and I, if I found it. And I didn't really, you know, go crazy looking for it. I didn't, you know, drive around to movie theaters like some people who are much more dedicated than we are did and f- to find the cans. I just stumbled upon it and shop right and bought as much as I could. <laughs> the look on... And, and I thank you for that because it filled the fridge at 
work, and that kind of got me through a long, Shopping, hot summer. Jeez, yes, yes, I'm here. Shmuffin's really mad at me when I pay attention to the microphone and not her. Uh, also, yeah, I, 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 I bought a, a 12-pack or whatever it was for you, too, and we had it at, at work. So, yeah, that was Ecto Cooler. Uh, my, my opinion, one of the best tie-ins ever. I think so. And I, I say when they... if Bring it back again. And look, I, kids aren't going to get it just because Slimer's on it. Adults are going to get it because Slimer's on it. So don't worry about marketing the kids that you have a cartoon character on a sugary drink. I think there's laws, though, that they couldn't. Yes, it, that is the case. It's, <laughs> but it's kind of absurd. There's much more important things that are... A box of high C, even a kid drinking a whole like six pack of ecto cooler isn't going to do much damage to him as like I don't know a loaf of bread and a block of cheese. So your favorite things. Yes. Okay, let's uh, continue on. Squeezer, your next pick. I always get what I want. That's right. your way it just tastes better it just tastes better you're doing a lot Man. of burger king yeah yeah burger king was a monster back in the late 90s and particularly uh again uh 1998 jesus um yeah they, they uh really latched on to a number of movies and uh uh rugrats movie being one of them uh which actually made money uh, it was actually the highest-grossing um, animated movie based off of a cartoon uh, until the Simpsons movie came out uh, almost ten years later. Um, I don't remember seeing this in theaters. No, I didn't give a shit about Rugrats at this point either. I was in high school, so yeah. But it's the movie where like uh, Baby Dill is born. Uh, Tommy's uh, again. And Dill Pickle, get it. Yeah, no, I know, I know, and it was uh, it was a big um, a big hit at KB Toy Store. There was a lot of Rugrats, uh, a lot of merch, a lot of like the big stuff. Tommy, uh, just a lot of everything, and um, PlayStation game they had. They had a PlayStation game, um, but Burger King had some awesome toys uh, based off of it. Uh, so this isn't a food tie-in. This is a toy tie-in. Oh no, it's a food tie-in because they had their. Uh, to go along with all the awesome toys in the kids club, that you could get uh, their chicken tenders in the shape of Rugrats. Nice. So, yeah. So you That's can. Not at and all I don't. I love a good BK chicken tender. I think they're absolutely. Yeah, delicious. that's one thing that we should try and get back. The peppery little chicken yeah. tender that I was I was telling Enchantress the other night. I lived. They sold like a fifty pack in New York City <laughs> for like five ninety nine. Uh, so, I mean, you could live on that for like three, four days. Well, you could. <laughs> you just put it in the fridge. Chicken tenders are good no matter the piping hot or on the, out of the but fridge. There's only 50 of them and they're 60 minutes in an hour. So that's. <laughs> the weird thing was. If it, though, take, if it takes you more than a minute to eat each nugget, I mean, unless you're really going to savor it. You get. <laughs> 
you get that 50 pack squeeze and then you, yeah. they try and jip you on the dipping sauces like nah i need at least four more barbecues for yeah. this. Come you, on. you can't you can't give out the same amount of dipping sauce for like that you would give out for like a six pack you know. for a 50 pack yeah yeah. Remember, uh, have you you've been to Ocean City, Maryland, correct? Oh uh, yeah, it's been a while, but yeah. The the Burger King that was on the boardwalk in Ocean City, Maryland, would sell like the bucket of chicken tenders, <sighs> like like you would get a bucket of of, of fries or anything on the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was definitely a boardwalk. For, I love my sea salt and vinegar, so. So yeah, that was uh, that was. I had a seagull land on my head and steal a French fry right out of my bucket. <laughs> I bet you chased that motherfucker down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I went. I went to the CVS and got a big thing of Tums and just started throwing them at it. Alka Seltzer. Alka Seltzer. Shit. Yeah. Would have been better if I would have gotten it right. Yeah. Tums just would have made it feel better. Yeah. Damn it. After that. Yeah. And then and then I eventually I got him and then I went and I, I found it and I dug through and I got my French fry back. <laughs> Um, Jesus but yeah, Christ. so you you could get uh, your uh, your rugrat sh- uh, shaped chicken tenders, roughly uh, rugrat shaped chicken tenders, uh, for uh, I think it was ninety nine cents uh, for the, a small one. Um, so you had it was cool. You had Angelica, which was clearly her because it had like pigtails, and then uh, there were reptar ones. Okay. Uh, and then you could assume the other were Tommy and Chucky. It was kind of just kind of blobs. Um, kind of blobs. Kind of blobs. But they were delicious blobs. And, you know, if you're going to eat something that is, you know, animal or person-shaped, what's the first thing you do? You eat the arms? Oh, I was... Going to say you bite off the head. That's bite off the head. Fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bite off the head. Well, I think I, I think Burger King's really missing a, a big market. They're selling chicken nuggets. They're selling chicken fries. Just get rid of the fucking chicken nuggets that no one wants, and bring back chicken tenders. Yeah. Right. Oh, I, I don't. I don't disagree. Did I, I haven't been in the Burger King in quite some time. Not since football season. <laughs> so yeah, just. Quit the bullshit, Burger King. Bring back chicken tenders. Give us what we want. Yeah, I don't, and I'm not one. I I enjoy like if I'm gonna get a chicken product from a, a fast food place like that, I want it just strips in a box. I'm I'm not a fan of. I I don't think I've ever gone with like a chicken sandwich. I can't grasp the concept. I, I have I have no need for it. Just give me give me the patty then, if that's the case. I don't, I don't need all that extra bread and and chip put that on put it on my rodeo burger i just want a chicken strips chicken tenders chicken nuggets let's do it that way and preferably uh animated cartoon people shape we can only hope for the future everything is that was old is new again and it's coming back so maybe burger king will heed our advice and we'll get what we want until then we can talk about my next pick, which is awesome. You ready for this? Kitchen? Kitchen. Yeah. Pork rind. Pork rind. <laughs> now, we've told the story of young Ryan's fascination with pork rinds as a kid on this show before. 
Uh, and it didn't mm-hmm. help that the Ninja Turtles liked pork rinds. That made me want them even more. Now, what I didn't know that was that the pork rinds that they were eating in the show, roll in the movie, I'm sorry, in the movie, Rolettes, mm-hmm. had a Ninja Turtles tie-in with their brand. So you could have bought a bag of Rolettes pork rinds featuring the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the same ones from the movie. Now, Squeezer... Did you ever eat pork rinds as a kid? Uh, once I never liked them. Still don't. Oh God, I. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. It's something. I, I think it's my body knowing that I can't handle. Like I abused it so much. It's the one last shred of decency and health that's keeping me from just imploding on myself. <laughs> it's my soul stone. <laughs> I can't. I. No, if I eat one pork rind, I'm I'm done for. Wow, really? That much? That bad? No, uh, exaggerating for I, comedic value. No, I think Rolette still sells. So you're worried that you'll go down a rabbit hole? I I don't know what it. No, it's just I reject. Like I can't. I just get grossed out by them. Yeah, they are kind of just fried pork skin. Yeah, but they're fucking. You think that's something that I would absolutely adore? But again, you know how uh, you love the idea of all the candy and cereals and stuff, and you don't necessarily. I love the idea of pork rinds. I think it's the greatest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I just I can't indulge myself. Well, uh, Rolettes definitely definitely was a brand that was I think East Coast only, uh, and I don't think they, I don't remember selling. It. I may it might have been the kind the type of guy. I didn't really realize that this was a thing till. Uh, Matt from Dinosaur Dracula spent a hundred dollars on a on a full bag yes. uh, from nineteen ninety of pork rinds, but it has the four Ninja Turtles on the front, all holding their own bag of Rolettes pork rinds. Raphael says, "Want a pork rind?" Donatello replies back, "Radical taste, dude." And then it has an offer: see us eating this great snack in our new awesome movie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then see back for special offer. Of course, on the back, you got Leonardo saying, hey, dudes, check it out. You can have your own official Ninja Turtle hat. And this hat was like a fucking... That hat is sweet. Yeah, it had the four turtles like surfing a wave. Uh, and it, it said something. And it, it, then there's Raphael next to him saying, to check out the movie, grab a bag of Rolettes, dude. Pork rind, pizza. Mmm, yum. <laughs> the hat was $5. You have to send away for it. Oh god. That's not a five that's like a paper painter's hat. Yeah. It's not that's not a five dollar hat. I, I wish I wish I had that hat. That is awesome. I don't day. think they exist anymore. They though that ha- I'm looking at it, it has to have deteriorated over time. <laughs> Faded away. Yeah. Yeah. Just into pulp. Yeah, but the You know what wow, know what I just realized looking at this bag? Is there something that you notice no. that's not there? Mm-mm. Pork rinds? No, they're they're there on on the on the bag. It's covered in oh nutrition facts. Yes. Yeah, that was before it had you had to put nutrition facts on, which would have been zero, like saturated fat, like ninety eight percent. Yeah, but no carbs. No carbs. No, no. Yeah, there's a if you're going on a low carb diet, pick up them pork rinds. So you're saying I can eat just bag after bag of pork rinds. I'm gonna be healthy as a clam. 
Yeah, no carbs. You'll be the, go on the pork the, rind diet. The weight will shed off of you. It probably <laughs> would. You'd probably go catatonic and start shedding. Um, I, I, I've told the story of my first like taste of pork rinds. We were in the Lenco, and uh, they used to have like sort of like a, where they sold their rotisserie chicken, kind of an mm-hmm. eatery in the middle of it. And they'd have uh, samples out, and they had samples of pork rinds. And I went up, and the lady's like, would you like to try one? I'm like, yeah, sure. It looks like a chip. I'm like, oh, my God. And I walked over to my mom with a bag. I'm like, can we get these? And she grabbed and looked at it, and she goes, pork rinds? Are you fucking serious? You didn't eat one of those, did you? <laughs> uh, thoroughly grossed out. It was probably the most, like, grease and fat that you've ever consumed combined up to that time. Yeah, it could have been could have been it was uh it was thoroughly disgusting but but delicious but delicious and we move on to squeezer's fourth pick can't you see it makes everlasting gobstoppers did you say everlasting gobstoppers that's right for children with very little pocket money you can suck them forever i want an everlasting gobstopper me too and me fantastic invention revolutionize the industry you can suck them and suck them and suck them and they'll never get any smaller never Yes, I don't think they do. A few more tests. Gene Wilder's a man. I know. He says it so apathetically and then just <laughs> starts going into a double entendre right in front of these kids when they're like, I want one. He's like, yeah, great. Revolutionizing. <laughs> fuck yourself. Uh, I mean, what movie? I mean, if it was, it was a sign of the times that they, they didn't have it figured out yet. If this movie came out today... The, the marketing, the tie-ins would be just absurd. The, the tie-ins for this movie still live on. There's a brand. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what's funny. So, um, uh, Roald Dahl's, you know, Charlie in a Chocolate Factory, then Willy Wonka in a Chocolate Factory um, movie um, didn't... It's not like they necessarily had... Um, tie-ins like to promote the movie it was um breaker confections in 1971 when the movie came out licensed the name willy wonka to promote their candy um it's like they got so the, the movie company and um roll dog got the you know any cash from that and then they eventually, in the 80s, changed their name from Breaker Confections to the Willy Wonka uh, Candy Company. Oh. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's almost like the the movie and the book spawned the candy company years later. That ki- candy company had already been existing, and they used the name to promote uh, their pre-existing candies that they had had at the time. It wasn't until five years later that they came out with uh, the Everlasting Gobstopper in 76. Was it the same that's still sold today? The little jawbreaker? Mini uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, now, it's not the one from the movie. The one from the movie, this big, ridiculous, like, landmine-looking kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, uh, definitely a choking hazard. Um, or maybe not. We, maybe we it's the that. spikes that we lodge know. itself <laughs> above your... Just uh, to allow an airway, you know to pass through and eventually it would you know uh someone you can have a surgeon remove it um the, the actual real life gobstoppers that you get are more like the ones like mentioned in the book which are just round you know jawbreakers 
Um, but you know, I are you a Gobstopper fan? It's in my my. I like I like the chewy ones. Yeah. Okay. See, I like the hard. I'm a hard candy kind of guy. I can't wait till I'm old so I have an excuse to have a Werther's original. Um, but yeah, these are one of my go-to. Like I I I love it's maybe it's the frugalness in me. I I love the fact that I can you know never have to buy candy again if I just have one everlasting gobstopper. <laughs> oh, but that's not true. Those goes go pretty quick. Yeah. So yeah, because I end up just chewing breaking them anyway probably damaging my teeth um but eventually they were bought um by or, nestle sorry, the willy wonka uh company then was then bought up by nestle of course uh and then so but they still continue under the willy wonka brand they're just owned by nestle um that movie version that actual prop one yes uh god damn it pawn stars uh so it was on Pawn Stars, and they bought, he bought the actual Gobstopper itself. Mm-hmm. $100,000. Yikes. What was it made he paid, of? He paid for that Gobstopper for the prop. What was it made of? Uh, they didn't say. I'm assuming it's like a – it looks – I mean, it doesn't, it's fun, it doesn't look that great of a piece. It's kind of like pretty weak, almost like a piece of clay, or it might just be uh, – Porcelain? Like uh, – porcelain or it's the fact that it looks like it does and it's still in good shape um it it doesn't like come off as like a piece like a paper mache thing so yeah i'm guessing it was like a a, yeah piece of painted porcelain or uh like a a little clay sculpt um but man to have one like i dreamt of like having one of those original like the movie ones like i always like i was being like gypped just a little bit because I wanted that landmine in my mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah. But still, I will, from time to time, if I see, I will, usually Halloween, if you know, you get the little tiny packs of them. Yeah, like four, uh, f- three the, or four. Like, in yeah. yeah. And I'll, I'll enjoy that. I, I couldn't see myself now really buying a whole box of uh, Everlasting Gobstoppers. They would last forever because I would. I'll, like one at a time i wouldn't it's not something like you cram a whole mouthful well the chewy ones you do because they have like a little hard shell and then they're just yeah. chewy inside the I, don't know, I don't think i've ever had a chewy one i don't even know if they make them anymore but they were my thing how can they be everlasting gov- they're just something different than now you're just using the name <laughs> wow of course but uh, which is what they did i've got another big movie that had uh, every tie-in in the book and I, I would be remiss if I went this whole show without a serial tie-in. So here we go. The adventure continues. Now with Batman, the serial. And nothing can slow him down. Nothing can stop him from bringing it to you. It's here. A smashing taste. A honey nut cave part of your complete breakfast. Batman cereal. Uh, I think this cereal was more known for the giant Michael Keaton Batman bank that was cellophane to it than the cereal itself. Uh, oh, we, yeah. We talked about the 1992 Batman Returns cereal, which I actually liked. It had chocolate checks and like little marbits in it. But this was just kind of like um, eh, a bit of a Captain Crunch ripoff that kind of resembled the bat signal. <laughs> <laughs> so these things would chew up your the top of your mouth more than Captain Crunch. 
Uh, they used no tropical oils, which was a thing in the 80s. People uh, considered tropical oils, I guess, palm oil and uh, uh, coconut oil because it was, it was solid. It was saturated fat. It was solid at room temperature. Now people fucking like, li- uh, like swear by this shit. Certain managers of the Phillies masturbate with it. Uh, but <laughs> in the 80s, they thought it was unhealthy. And it was made by Ralston Purina, which only makes pet food now. But they were like <laughs> the king of tie-in cereals. They made the Nintendo cereal system. What, what does that tell you? Yeah, well, here's a funny thing. Um, and I actually, we actually had this. Uh, they made a Bill and Ted cereal that was more tied into the cartoon than it was in the movie. And it came with a cassette holder that was the phone booth that they tried. And like cellophane onto the box, much like the bank. And it was little cinnamon musical notes uh, that uh, came with Marbits in it. But the big complaint was the cinnamon music notes looked like kibbles and bits, which was also made by Ralston Burina. (laughs) So you could probably guess that it didn't go over that well. Um, but I, I mean, we had it. It was good. It was good enough. It was kind of gross. But the Batman cereal was was huge. It was one of the first big movie tie-in cereals, uh, next to Ghostbuster cereal, which was my all-time favorite, also made by Ralston. And nothing will ever top Ghostbuster cereal in my mind. But I already had a Ghostbusters thing, so I was going to talk about it anyway. But uh, yeah, these Ralston boxes always had like cool giveaways. You could like win a Batmobile on the back, and I fucking wanted that Batmobile so bad, but I never would have <laughs> never would have fit in it. Uh, you could win, uh, you send away for different sorts of uh, comic books and um, uh, T-shirts. There was all sorts of th- like things you can mail away. I think they just wanted proof that you were fucking eating this shit. So, you know, eat like three, four boxes of Batman cereal, chew up the top of your mouth, get a free, cute free, a few free comic books, get your, uh, your bank, they had a giveaway for a soft glow Batman nightlight. I think my mom actually sent in for that and we had it. Cereal was like a minor league baseball game. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do whatever you can to keep the kids on board. Whatever you can at any cost. Uh, I, I, there was one, I'm looking at one of the boxes now you can send away for a free Batman kite. And this cereal didn't really last long. Uh, So they must have had that. They must've just been putting out new giveaways like every month on the boxes and that's what you get with uh, ralston purina they knew how to how to keep the kids coming in for more that just goes to show the uh the cost effectiveness of both the cereal and the giveaways themselves oh yeah because uh, you're only how much was a box of cereal back then like three maybe. bucks maybe maybe if if that if that the most if that now it's like 70 dollars for a box of cereal yeah, you really have to put it on layaway and make payment. Yeah. That's what I noticed. The, the pork rinds, uh, the uh, price stamp on it, it said 25 cents for a bag of pork rinds. Yeah. Now it's a, it's like $5 for, if you want like a bag of chips, it's like 3 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, times change, squeeze. Well, supply and demand. You know, there's uh, there are the squeezers out there that'll spend, you know. I'm being healthy because they're kettle cooked chips. They're kettle cooked. All right, here's your kettle. We're moving on. Your last pick. I don't know really. I think this is about some sort of video game. Oh, yeah. What if there was a place with all the milk of Wouldn't that be the 
choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-cho
those uh, you know, boutique sodas. So it's okay. Right. It's good it uses. Uh, it uses um, real sugar instead of yes, real sugar instead of and and just like actual Nucola Quantum, uh, it had strontium ninety and pomegranate in it to give it that extra flavor. Oh, that's wow. where the glowing blue comes from. I don't think pomegranate glows blue, but no, but strontium ninety does. <laughs> if actually, if you go. Um, there's a great little video um, I was watching before this, uh, Nerdist.com, uh, Because Science videos. Okay. They, they do a whole breakdown of how it would actually work, and it's interesting. It does, um, how, yes, a drink like this might actually glow blue, but they suggest you not do it because of the radiation that comes with it. <laughs> well, let's, um, let's hope we never get there. Well, but I mean, and, and I hope you know, the downside too. You know, it's uh, Jones. They didn't change anything, so it's a twist-off cap, which is kind of sacrilegious to my Fallout people. You all know that. You got to collect your bottle cap because it's going to be worth something. Well, we're learning stuff on the Radiers podcast today. Uh, speaking of a movie that no one thought would make any money, but this marketing campaign and tie-in did. Here's my final pick, Squeeze. <sighs> Now you can see all the excitement and adventure of the Congo in your local theater. Or you can taste it at Taco Bell. Introducing the Volcano Burrito, piled high with seasoned beef, beans, rice, a blend of three cheeses, and flowing with fiery red sauce. If you're hungry for excitement, get the new Volcano Burrito at Taco Bell. But hurry, at just 99 cents, a taste eruption like this won't be active for long. So... The the company that put out Congo was worried that they were going to be fucked. They did the the studio was like, all right, we we got a dot on our hands. The critics hate it, but the marketing campaign had legs, and this movie made a lot of money. And the Taco Bell Congo promotion was huge. The company sold nine hundred thousand Congo watches and one point two million drive through cruiser cups. And uh, probably a large number of these fucking burritos. It, it was, uh, they, they just didn't even think the movie was going to be that big. And I know the marketing team was Kennedy Marshall, uh, directed by Frank Marshall and his wife, Kathleen Kennedy, who now runs Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. were behind this. They were behind a lot of the Spielberg machine. And they, I, I, don't, I don't know where they were going, but they decided to sell their uh, tie-in with Taco Bell, which was not as big as it was is today back then. And um, they, were, they, were, they loved it. It was beyond their wildest dreams, Taco Bell said, the promotion. And they had those collectible watches and that 32-ounce Pepsi Cruiser Cup, mm-hmm. which had scenes featured from the movie and the poster. And uh, it was one of the first that was specifically designed to hit to fit in beverage holders. So it had that smaller like bottom and the larger top. Those are now ubiquitous now, but they weren't a thing until the late 90s. Uh, so it was like they, they did kind of the same tie-ins with Jurassic Park. It was available now through July 6th or till they become extinct. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I don't know really where that fit in with um, Congo. <laughs> and uh, 
but yeah, this was a huge tie in for them. And I remember I loved all that I got. I had a cruiser cup and I had two of the watches, which I, I wish I could find. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure you had a few volcano burritos. Uh, that's my favorite of all time. Favorite Season. Taco Bell consumable. We won't call it food. Favorite Taco Bell consumable of all time is a volcano burrito. Squeezer. This had seasoned beef, rice, beans, three types of cheese, mm-hmm. and a, yeah. a red volcano sauce. Yeah. And it was amazing. And I, I think, miss it. It was back for some time. Yeah, there was a volcano menu. Yeah. They, they, I that I yeah. Oh, Taco Bell does that. They 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 take a take they away and they bring may, it back. they mess with our hearts. The the naked chicken chalupa is back now physically with a different version. But um, yeah, these were a, a lot of fun tie-ins we talked about today. Uh, there was we, I honestly I just want to go and eat just god awful food right now. Yeah, that's that's uh, a thing that happens after the rad years. Our, our most popular episodes are when we talk fast food. I don't know. People just want to hear uh, talk about junk food. We're probably responsible for a lot of heart failure, and diabetes. I figured, listen, let's, let's find a way to talk old summer blockbusters and junk food. And what better way to do it than tie-ins? Um, we got a, we have our whole summer almost planned. So we have a lot of cool topics we're going to be talking about. We're going to revisit some things from last summer, Squeeze, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about some... Uh, we're going to go in new directions. But it's, it's going to be the same old show. We're just going to visit things that we might not have thought that we were going to visit two years ago when we started this. And um, like a treadmill, yeah. So we got a good summer ahead of you, and um, go see Deadpool and watch Cobra Kai. Is all I can say. I'm plugging companies. I'm not even getting paid. Not so we can talk about it on the show then. Yeah, Deadpool Sunday. Well, we should see Deadpool by Sunday. When Solo come out? That's like a couple in like. Oh, two- Enchantress already has our tickets. We're ready to see it. The twenty fourth. That's right. Yeah. I'm excited. I, uh, Donald Glover. I'm a big fan of Childish Gambino and Donald Glover, and he's uh, he's apparently t- steals the show. So I'm excited. I want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about that when it comes. But until then, I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. Have a good one.